0: good evening good evening good evening it is another beautiful episode of the something isn't right podcast it is me your host christian and i have my beautiful girlfriend here next to me hi, hi baby hi how you doing hello why
1: do you talk like that how
0: do i talk like that how you doing how you doing? <laughs> how you doing where you from i know where you're from i am i have an extensive history on your background um this will be the very first episode that we are actually going to try and record live. We didn't do the intro because that's kind of stupid that you guys would just sit there and watch us while there's no music. You just get to hear Thor breathe like this. <laughs> <laughs> so we we figured we'd spare you that and we'd go ahead and start that up here soon. Um, we are doing part of our, what are we going to call it, like a remix series?
1: Um, No, it's just c- we're just kind of refurbished.
0: <laughs> Refurbed we're going through our some of our old episodes that we tried to do when we were a little bit shittier and we are going through them to make them sound a little bit better so hopefully we thought the topics were cool as shit so hopefully you guys do too
1: it's good information we just kind of sucked at conveying it i mean we're not perfect at it now obviously (laughs) like far from it but we're better than before
0: we just feel, yeah, we feel that we've improved. Hopefully, you guys feel the same.
1: If anything, our sound quality has improved for sure.
0: We took that three-star review to heart back in the day, guy. Thank you.
1: Hopefully, you're still listening.
0: I hope. We both hope. Um, a Cool. We're, we're talking about a couple cool things today, but, I mean, in, in depth. What vampires. You vampires. Your favorite.
1: We're talking about vampires today. Well, specifically, one. Who wasn't a traditional vampire, but nonetheless did think that he needed blood to sustain himself.
0: He needed that blood.
1: Um, but before we get into that, there I guess I put in some cool little fun facts about real vampires around yeah, the world.
0: Yeah, little tidbits.
1: Thor, what are you eating?
0: Okay. See, I fucking knew it. He spit it
1: out. Okay. So, Georgia, not only do you have one of the most haunted cities in America, but you also have vampires
0: vampires in georgia you say
1: so in georgia there's um a group of people that call themselves the atlanta vampire allegiance mm-hmm. alliance my bad similar atlanta put some respect on my name atlanta vampire alliance and uh it's actually a global vampire community they're self-identifying worldwide vampires. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. World, world, I can't even say it. You say it,
0: Mr. Worldwide.
1: Thanks. Uh, you're, you're the best hype man. Thanks. Um, I'm
0: like i from Dave, who Gata from Dave
1: oh yeah that's his hype man i love dave that was he's a like good i'm show. bipolar
0: and we're like damn
1: that show yeah that <laughs> I episode felt got that. me yeah it made you feel for him
0: and his mom <laughs> it felt i was like that. this
1: was supposed to be a comedy
0: he's like yeah every single episode w- they they reel you in by thinking it's funny at first and it's still funny even when they play with your emotional strings but that whole he's in the uh like the shoe store with his mom Wait, well,
1: you have to say spoiler alert because yeah. it's still fairly new. Spoiler alert: if you haven't watched Dave, watch it and don't listen to this part because we're going to talk about it real quick.
0: If you know what Dave is, just to give you a quick background, Dave is the show supposedly like the doctored show. It's kind of like how Eight Mile is in Get Richard, and Get Rich or Die for Fifty Cent and Eminem, but it's like the come up for Little Dicky. And if you don't know who little Dicky is, he has some of the funniest shit, but he's still a fucking pretty decent rapper. Like
1: He's a Jewish rapper who actually has bars.
0: Yeah, he's, a, he's first off a comedian that, uh, I guess, transitioned or started doing I don't know what started first, but I but thought it was. According
1: to the show, then, that he, was, he was, a, was a rapper first. He was
0: a rapper first. And he's the oddest guy, but we just have so many similarities when it comes to just being weird. I, I like that about that show.
1: It's a pretty good show. You guys should check it out. There, it did. There's one episode that made me cry, like the second to last one. I was like, "What the hell is this?"
0: Which you're ta- Oh, though, okay, I remember.
1: <laughs> it's, I think it's the second to last one. Yeah. But anyways, that's we're not talking about Dave. But check it out. Um, maybe after this, because you're gonna need to laugh after <laughs> we get through this.
0: Yeah, this is pretty gruesome.
1: So, uh, Murdicus Stevens is the founder of the AVA. I- Very I- funny.
0: hiding in fucking plain sight.
1: Very fitting. Merticus I like it.
0: He didn't even. That's not even fucking creative. His. M-
1: <laughs> I feel like that's a Rick and Morty character. Yeah.
0: Merticus Fentreticus.
1: Coach Farad too.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Might as well be. Um, Another. Uh, I don't think he's a self ident- identifying vampire. But another case of a real vampire. Is Peter Blagojevich.
0: Oh yeah. Do you want me to hit that one? Go ahead. Peter Blagojevich.
1: That sounds better. The, the vitch just got me.
0: I got the vitches.
1: Uh This is, <laughs> you better not have any viches. I,
0: I got a bunch of viches. They're <laughs> all on this page that we're reading
1: together. I so. <clears throat> S- sorry, it's not Corona. We were out in the desert today, and I got all kinds of dust in my throat. Um,
0: I was bearing
1: her. Yeah, I made it out of life. So, he was a suburban, sub- suburban, suburban how would you say that he's from Serbia
0: he's a Serbian
1: Serbian there we go a Serbian peasant who had died but shortly after his death nine other villagers from fell from illness um Pitar (laughs) was reported to I'm sorry if you're if you're Serbian and I'm butchering it I apologize um oh where was I Peter was reported to had come back to life after his death he ran into his son and so asked Tupac. him. And yeah, or Jesus, he ran into t- his son and asked him for food. His son denied him, so Peter killed him and drank his blood.
0: He was like, "Hey, you got any snacks?" He's like, D- ah, we're out of snacks, Dad. I can go to the store for you." He's like, "Your blood will do just fine." That's terrible. What the fuck, Dad? <laughs> I was gonna go get us some bread. We could make some. Wait, our sandwiches out. Most likely, we were gonna make some sandwiches.
1: I don't even think they go to. Uh, this was in the 1700s. He was like, let me go kill a goat real quick.
0: He's like, I'll go out to the farm, and I will fetch our th- thickest pig. I don't know if thickest was a word that they used as an adjective back then. He's like, say laugh.
1: The villagers decided to exam- examine his body for signs of vampirism. The body was undecomposed, his skin was glowing, and blood could be seen from his mouth. Oh, wow. They staked his heart. The report on this revenge was among the first documented testimonies about vampire beliefs in Eastern Europe. That's scary, because for one, Serbians intimidate me. I don't know if it's their accent, or maybe just the the ones that that I... They're just very, like, (laughs) bold, I guess.
0: Yeah, and on top of that, if you've ever seen Behind Enemy Lines, crazy.
1: Not only that, in uh, Power, he was a cannibal.
0: (laughs) Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of cannibals, apparently
1: um but yeah so let's see a small pocket of scientists intrigued by how vampires defend their condition as authentic have begun have begun exploring the potential that it's a mental disorder so these people like really do truly believe that they're vampires crazy um dr katherine ramsland a professor of forensic psychology at DeSales University, coined the term vampire personality disorder several years ago. She hypothesizes that those who believe themselves to be real vampires are actually suffering from a delusion-based mental illness.
0: So it's all just a delusion?
1: But, I mean, that's almost... I mean, isn't that almost what every mental illness is, Mm -hmm. in a way? But what if... I mean, if you believe something so much, it's real. So maybe these, whatever they do, they talk specifically
0: about like uh, urban legends and like in 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 places where there's a lot and a lot of people believe in them, then it can basically cause the energy to manifest itself.
1: Yeah, I just can't think of it right now. That's kind of the theory behind projection.
0: I don't know. Uh,
1: Slenderman. Mm-hmm. Because he was a creepy pasta, and now supposedly people see sightings of him.
0: At first, he was just scary linguini, and now everyone sees him.
1: Linguini. It's
0: <laughs> creepy pasta, isn't it?
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> scary linguini. <laughs> I'm gonna start calling it that.
0: I was reading scary linguinis online. <coughs> you for, you forgot to mention the most important. Well, not the most important, but probably the one that everybody knows. Who's that? Vlad.
1: Oh, yeah, I didn't put him in here because I want to do a whole episode on him.
0: Oh, well
1: He's an in, in, interesting person, to say the least. Yeah, everybody knows. Bread, that guy's son, when you said, that we could go get some bread, he would have, blood. T- would have been like, that's fine, and I'll just soak it in your blood.
0: <laughs> He's like, uh, delicious, I need something, I need something to dip my bread in.
1: Because that's what he did did
0: just like ew. my
1: mom it doesn't even of, sound good my mom watched a lot of history channel when i was little so that's how i kind of know a lot of these random things
0: i get if it's one of those necessities that they need blood but at the same time like blood's like i've tasted my own blood because i've gotten punched in my nose and you know you got to swallow your blood it tastes like shit tastes like iron tastes, tastes like, like you have a bunch of pennies in your mouth
1: yeah but i don't know if there really was an illness like you know, your body naturally craves things that you're deficient in. And I know, well, I mean, I don't want to say I'm damn near a vampire, but if I don't eat, if I don't take my iron supplements and eat a good amount of meat throughout the day, you can see it, like, in my face, in, like, my energy levels. Like, I feel like shit if I yeah. don't have enough iron. But I have an iron deficiency. So not sticking up for these people or, I don't know, the guy that we're about to talk to at all, about at all.
0: Yeah, none of that.
1: Um, another kind of vampire, sanguines.
0: Sanguines,
1: And we all they know these nice. type of people. They're not nice.
0: Well, the name does. That's it. Oh. Sanguians.
1: Think about that one person in your life that's really hard to have a relationship or conversation with because it's so draining being around them. Maybe they have a lot of problems that they constantly lay on you.
0: Yeah, it's always one thing after another after another.
1: That is a sanguine. They're
0: like emotional vampires.
1: Exactly. They, they feed off of other people's, I guess, energy, or they can drain you. I mean, hypothetically, but I know I have been around people that have made me feel drained just from having a conversation with them.
0: 50% of the fucking people I work with are fucking sanguine. Well,
1: yeah, if you're in sales, and you know you definitely are around some sanguine. You
0: sales sanguines, you, using your evil mischief to try to make us not want to sell and get you to sell more?
1: Just put some garlic around your neck.
0: That's true. I'll definitely make customers want to talk to me when I'm in 110 degree heat in Vegas with garlic around my I'm neck. I'm
1: talking about co-workers. I'm not talking about customers. they like,
0: uh, you smell right. delicious. You ruined
1: my joke. Whatever. Moving on. Garlic
0: bread. I love it.
1: You always smell like garlic bread. Thank you.
0: It's my italian mess. Yes. Anyways... Let's jump right in
1: um okay so we're going to, ca- to california sacramento today that's who we're talking about
0: that's so close to home
1: when you what's the first thing you think of when you think of sacramento the audience not you if you live there i think of christian because that's <laughs> <the> <laughs> i live there no but honestly there's so much Crazy shit that has gone down in Sacramento, I had no idea about until we started this podcast.
0: And I started talking about off the
1: top of my head. There's the crazy killer landlady, Dorothea Puente. There's the Mm -hmm. Golden State Killer. There is. There's rumors
0: the Zodiac stayed in that area too.
1: There's a this guy we're about to talk about, Richard Chase. Just a lot of stuff.
0: Uh, Those are just to name a few.
1: There wasn't there like a serial rapist.
0: Yeah, that was the one that I told you my mom couldn't go on the, or she said she couldn't go on the little kitty walks, and that's where my grandma used to make me go and run when I was fat. She's like, "No one will take you. You're too heavy to carry." (laughs) Stop. (laughs)
1: Every episode we talk about when you were fat. Everyone gets it. You used to be plus size.
0: I was a big boy.
1: Um. Okay. So. Richard Chase, a.k.a. the Sacramento Vampire. He was born May twenty third, 1950, in Santa Clara, California. Fuck. <laughs> what? Is
0: Nothing. Santa Clara to Sacramento. Interesting move.
1: Um, His parents, he was abused by his parents, which, I mean, as we all know from other crime cases, or true crime cases, that's usually the first step in somebody becoming one of these monsters. Yeah. Um, By the age of 10, he displayed all three traits of the McDonald Triad, which if you listen to enough true crime stuff, you know what that is. But if you don't know what that is, it's um, bedwetting, arson, and cruelty to animals. And McDonald Triad was first proposed by a psychiatrist named J.M. McDonald. So that's why it's called that.
0: Very interesting tidbit. Remember that. It's like a huge thing in every single serial killer's upbringing
1: basically a lot of them
0: well they found like that show that what was that show that we used to watch on netflix mine uh, hunter mine hunters where they talk about that specifically and that's how they kind of formed it and did all the things with there
1: i want to read the book Randall said the book was really good
0: the book for some reason for everything is always better
1: well because you can paint the picture yourself and usually in books it's more detailed it's more detailed than you can put into a screen
0: yeah so it's just part of your imagination take a look <laughs>
1: So um the spiral down he was a super hypochondriac which a lot a lot of people are.
0: Yeah. That means just he's a germaphobe, right?
1: Especially right now. No, people that like uh hypochondriacs like constantly think that they're dying or they have like a or really sick
0: or an illness like
1: yeah, like a but like a serious one. Um after proclaiming that he was dying of a heart attack or Oh, often. Sorry, I was like after what often proclaiming that he was dying of a heart attack, or even that his arteries had been stolen, <laughs> or that his head was changing shape. Even going as far as to shave his head so he could observe his perceived shifting skull. Crazy. And this just snowballed into further oddity from there.
0: <laughs> Someone took my lungs. <laughs> You're breathing. You're breathing. You're fu- no. I swear. Uh,
1: What if he was just getting abducted every night? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Fucking. Oh, man. That would be an M. Night Shalomon if he really was just losing it. They were just taking his spleen out and and giving it back to him.
1: What a twist. (laughs) (laughs) Richard would go into increasingly bizarre behavior, often holding oranges to his head in an attempt to absorb vitamin C directly to his brain. And he was considered a rather odd child, to say the least. But, okay that sounds crazy but people do some weird shit like do you remember that trend a few months ago that was going around like in the fitness health community whatever where people were exposing their buttholes to the sun because their theory was you absorb more vitamin d that way
0: that's just such an easy layup for me that it will move forward i did not hear (laughs) about that but if they were exposing their buttholes for vitamin d (laughs)
1: <laughs> Can you just imagine? Why I could have you? brought
0: the fucking hammer down on that one, but I didn't.
1: I Why would you down. do that? What, how uncomfortable. What if you get sunburn on your butthole? First off,
0: that would mean that you'd have to be in direct sunlight. Usually, direct sunlight means you have to be out in public. So, indecent exposure is a must if you want to expose your butthole.
1: I'm just saying, like, I, that not to stick up for him at all, because this guy was like, he's a piece of shit. But <laughs> that's not the craziest thing.
0: Yeah. People do dumb shit people when other do people do dumb shit. Hey, it's yeah. that whole crowd thing. You just do what everybody else does. Hey, I, I don't know if this is a good idea to jump off this cliff.
1: Exactly. But people do it all the time. Mm-hmm. As he got older, none of these problems subsided. But instead, he became even more unhinged, which usually happens.
0: It's just you could see him like uh, evolve as a like a manic.
1: Yeah. In high school years, he became addicted to drugs and alcohol. He also realized he was unable to become aroused by women in any conventional sense. During this time, he became more obsessed with necrophilia and torturing and killing animals. So that just went from like zero to 100 real quick. He yeah. went from, I'm going to hold this orange to my head. I've got to, a weird
0: shaped face and it keeps I changing. I have
1: sex with dead bodies.
0: And I mean, this guy's just recently dead, but
1: which Gross. i don't get like i wish there was like that like my little brother and one of my best friends studied psychology and i love when they like just drop 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 i love when they drip i love when they drop knowledge on me because it's so interesting like mm. the, i don't know it's crazy like but their like, mental
0: reasoning for doing some of yeah the like
1: why people are into certain things are like like sexually specifically like it's crazy but i don't know i wonder like what kind of wiring or what has to go on in your head to make you want to do that to a dead body yeah anyways let's it's um, just weird move forward i mean this just to think of, it it
0: of, of uh, part of the part of the sex thing is really i mean is the other person's reaction yeah
1: well i don't remember if it was darian or Rhonda telling me but something about like uh, when you see something as a child It can um, kind of, you kind of like associate that with like, um, man, I don't know, I'm going to butcher it, whatever. I'm not a psychologist, but uh, your childhood has a lot to do with basically the kinks that you grow up with or your sexual preference and like things like that.
0: Yeah. So uh, early childhood development has a play in sexual like um, nature and whatever else.
1: Yeah. So like these people that come from these kind of homes, it's like. Kind of makes sense, I guess. I mean, it, none of it makes sense, but:
0: It's easier to co- it's easier to wrap your mind around because of those negative things though
1: Right
0: like with all those serial killers that are just like nothing, there was nothing. you didn't have that upbringing, you didn't have that there's always that one weird like we always talk criminal minds, but there's always that one weird criminal minds episode where the person had nothing negative about coming up and they oh, yeah, basically they had
1: like great parents and, and they're
0: telling people they too loved. like i don't know why i'm like this i i can't handle this like what was that one guy that died the uh, the one that got crushed by the grand cherokee
1: oh that's right
0: he was uh, on that episode you remember
1: yeah but that's crazy that's the kind of stuff that makes me believe that like maybe our souls are old because if you're just born with that like there's all those interviews on youtube of like those little kids that are psychotic Mm -hmm. and just are like planning to kill their parents and stuff like that obviously came from somewhere like what if that they were in another life a killer yeah and their soul i mean is the same soul which is scary but anyways that's neither here nor there let's get back on to the story so chase was institutionalized from the mid 1970s after he was found injecting rabbit's blood into his veins (laughs) This is when he first got the, his nickname, Vampire, the Vampire. Um, after the staff dubbed him Dracula due to his infatuation with blood, he broke the necks of two birds he caught through the institution window and drank their blood. He also. That's
0: experience.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He also extracted blood from therapy dogs with stolen syringes. Oh, my God. I forgot about that part.
0: Well, extracting it wouldn't be as bad. But Somebody's not draining them.
1: I know. It gets worse. I just remembered. Okay. So, I should have done this before I read that. But trigger warning. In this story, there's talk of animal cruelty. There is talk of um, children um, being murdered. And women. So if any of those are your triggers, this is your warning. There's also talk of necrophilia coming up. So Uh, this is probably not a good episode to listen to with kids or out loud if you're like at work or something.
0: Yeah, we talked about that last time. If you're at work, it might not be the best idea.
1: Yeah, I just like to do that because I know there's certain times like I'm listening to something and I have my own triggers. And then there's something like I didn't want to hear or see. And um, so I just appreciate it when other media like personalities People. do that. Yeah. So
0: No, you're fine. You're just giving him a heads up.
1: All right. Let's get into it. He was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. He was later deemed no longer a danger to society and was released in 1967 to his mother's cu- custody. Well, would you look at that? Here's another case of someone being...
0: Released out of psychiatric help.
1: Release.
0: And what's the time frame too?
1: Six years.
0: Well no, I mean like late sixties, early seventies, right when they started kicking everybody out of those.
1: That's true. Damn, I didn't even think about that. That's true.
0: He would have been uh he was released in nineteen seventy six to his mother's custody. So in the early seventies that was the first time frame that California actually stopped having those mental institutions. And that's why you see the homeless population start to increase and then the The difference in people from
1: that stuff is so sad too. like whenever we see whenever we're in California and we see like the tents and the rows and rows of tents and how many like people are strung out. Even when we were in Austin, like that shit breaks my heart so bad because I just think about like that was somebody's kid or, you know, that's somebody's family member. And I don't know. It's sad, but it's sad. So anyways, his father forced him to eventually move out. He also believed his mother was trying to poison him. He ended up renting an apartment with some roommates. <laughs> Poor guys. His roommates disliked him. Just well, like say.
0: that motherfucker from Ninety Day Fiance. Which one? The one that had all that fucked up shit in his past and no one knew and he just moved in and oh. made it on the show and did all that other bullshit. That
1: Jeffrey guy that went to go meet that Russian girl. Yeah,
0: of course his Poor name's girl. Jeffrey.
1: That girl, she's so pretty too. Like I mean, he's not like a ugly dude, so it probably should have been a red flag that there's a reason He's going to another country to find a wife
0: outside. Yeah outside of his physical of of his physical nature He's a pretty ugly dude. I guess you get to learn that as you go along with the show.
1: Yeah, once you start seeing his personality and how this girl, okay, so basically The gist of what happened with them is he he was like a criminal and he was scared to come out to this girl supposedly he just sold drugs then later it comes out and like um not on the show but like people writing about it and stuff i don't want to say tabloids but like people on the internet found out that his rap sheet was way longer and includes beating and raping his Mm ex-wife and so he's getting kicked off the
0: show multiple he like got out of prison Literally a week or not prison jail a month before the show started filming.
1: Yeah, it's some crazy stuff And that's a
0: come up though. I mean uh, from his circumstance this motherfuckers walking out He's like, all right, you can leave walks out of jail. He's like, well, I'm gonna get on a reality show
1: (laughs) Yeah, talk about well, but these days you can't hide anything from people So especially like if you've seen that documentary don't fuck with cats, you know, people on the internet are they're gonna find shit out
0: Yeah that that's so crazy to think though. That means that he was talking to that lady in fucking prison,
1: Mm-hmm.
0: right? He had a cell phone stuck Poor in girl. his butt.
1: Just move on. And she's like, you can tell she wasn't the ones using him for like a visa or to come here because she he like proposed to her and she was like, it's too soon. He was there for like two weeks. This is the first time they ever met.
0: Mm-hmm. And he didn't even bring her her, her, her mom an offering.
1: <laughs> no, he just like showed up and she was like, you're not even gonna bring her flowers. And he, like, pulled off the side of the road and...
0: <laughs> and picked him.
1: Uh, yeah. On
0: the fucking freeway.
1: Yeah. So, if you guys need a distraction after this, check out either Dave or 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> It'll make you feel a lot better about yourself. Yep. All right. So, his roommates obviously disliked him, to say the least. And they complained he constantly smelt of alcohol and marijuana. Um, and he was constantly under the influence of drugs like LL- LSD.
0: Good old acid, baby.
1: He would walk around the apartment nude, even in front of guests. His roommates asked him to move out, but he refused, so they did. His tendencies became more extreme and more gruesome. He
0: just had his dick out. He's like, we need you to move out. That's fucking
1: like, terrible. I'm not moving out. You do
0: it. I'm not leaving. I can walk with my penis at my house whenever the fuck I want. This is my dick. I do what I please.
1: Oh my god, (laughs) calm down little (laughs) dicky. Once he was done, he began... Oh, what? Oh, sorry. Sorry guys, when I laugh, my eyes squint, and I can't see, because I have chubby cheeks, so, sorry. I meant, once he was alone, he began killing animals. At this time, consuming them raw, or drinking their blood. Sometimes mixing raw organs with cola in a blender. He believed that ingesting the creatures was preventing his heart from shrinking.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not shrinking. That's for sure.
1: That's making crazy. that shit work he a hell
0: exist? of a lot harder. Because the motherfucker put Coca Cola in everything. You've seen that shit. It that's cleans true. fucking. It yeah, you, everything. If your stomach's used to that shit, you can clean off your fuck. If you have like, a, you accidentally <laughs> drink some oil, well, just drink some Coca Cola. It'll clean it out of your system. Excuse
1: me. Sorry. Okay. So, I know I already gave a trigger warning, but trigger, trigger warning. This is where we're going to start talking Mm -hmm. about the crimes. He completely alienated himself from everyone around him, also having several run-ins with the law. And this is where it started to piss me off, because he got let off a lot, kind of like Richard Ramirez and Dahmer and, you know. Anyways, one of these run-ins, he was roaming a native reservation, Pyramid Lake, Nevada.
0: It's not that far. Mm
1: Mm-mm. Covered in blood and ranting, not making any sense. He, It was found to be cow blood. He was not charged with any crime. How was he not charged? He was just like,
0: walking around in Pyramid Lake covered in blood.
1: How, how disrespectful. Like, you're going to go into a native reservation and kill one of their cows? Like, fuck off.
0: He's just walking around screaming, This, this cow wouldn't stop fucking looking at me. I, I gave him a chance.
1: And then not, like not charged with any crime at all like nothing
0: yeah i'd be pissed this motherfucker just killed my cow
1: exactly i was
0: about to sell that bitch those things run steep
1: he was accused of taking this is terrible he was accused of taking neighbor's pets to mutilate them he would boast about it and um since there was no evidence that can actually link him they never connected him, and he was never charged. So he was stealing his neighbor's pets, not only killing them, but then bragging about it to them. This guy is the biggest piece of shit.
0: That's where it would, it would be different if he came over by our house, and he was, like, talking. Like, yeah, man, uh, and we lost our dog. Uh, it would, if he, like, even bragged uh, about I it at all, I, about that. I would kill that motherfucker on sight. Just, hey, man, do you want a drink? Bring him on in, check and see who saw
1: probably shouldn't say you, should you would kill somebody on a podcast.
0: I wouldn't kill him. I'd hurt him real bad.
1: I would, um, I would allow a cap or two to the knee. Fair. Okay. So, yeah, you don't mess with people's animals. December 29th, 1977, he committed his first known murder. He killed Ambrose Griffin in a dry... In a drive by shooting while he was helping his wife take in groceries. He was 51, an engineer, and a father of two. What
0: a bitch ass.
1: Yeah, he took, he did that like in the most coward way. This guy was just helping his wife with his groceries and lost his life because somebody felt like doing it.
0: The worst thing is, Sacramento is Sacramento's usually one way roads downtown where he lived. It's one way roads or they're fairly slim streets. So he would basically. <laughs> Depending on what it was, he and he wasn't with anybody else, he would have to be driving the car and shooting at the guy. So he he would have had to sh- It's not like he's fucking crazy accurate with the gun. He would have had to spray like, yeah. a whole sidewalk in order to do that.
1: His subsequent murders all hinged on his ability to enter homes whose owners left their doors unlocked. Chase would later state that he saw unlocked doors as an invitation. So... <laughs> There's another reason why he's like a vampire.
0: Yeah. Can't come in unless he's invited.
1: That's so creepy, too.
0: Everyone used to do that shit back in then. Like, that was something that was commonly done in the 70s to leave your doors unlocked. Well, yeah. And then the 80s in Sacramento, there was a bunch of crack. So, like, everybody locked their doors, obviously, because otherwise he's like, hey, you want some? I'm trying to find crack. You're like, this is my house.
1: On January 23rd, 1978, Chase entered the home of Teresa Wallen, who was pregnant. Through her unlocked front door, he shot her three times using the same gun used to shoot Griffin. Chase proceeded to stab her with a butcher knife and have sex with her corpse before cutting out her organs and drinking her blood. He reportedly used a yogurt yogurt container as a cup.
0: Calm down with your Hispanic ass.
1: I think a lot of people do that. Okay,
0: that's all right. That's like straight out of the Mexican handbook. I'm Hispanic. I can say it again. So precursor, they always use that shit. Oh, what well, was the best that one? We're
1: like super good at recycling. We reuse all of our grocery bags. Exactly. We reuse all of our. They're plastic all under containers. the
0: sink. Yep, all plastic containers. That's what. Remember, I told you the salsa shit. My grandma used to always put <laughs> fucking salsa, homemade salsa, in those containers. The plastic ones.
1: Oh yeah. The final murder before getting caught was days after Wallen's murder. He broke into the home. Ugh, good, ugh. He broke into the home of Elevin Murrah, where he encountered and shot to death her neighbor, Danny Meredith, before going on a killing spree, murdering Danny, her six-year-old son Jason, and her twenty-two month, her twenty-two month old nephew David Ferreira. Who she was babysitting. (coughs) Evelyn was partially cannibalized. Her stomach was cut open and she had multiple organs missing. There was also a failed attempt to remove one of her eyes. And she had been sodomized as well. Before fleeing in her car when someone knocked at the door. So he fucking did all that shit and then he took off in her car. What a bitch. He took little David with him, later mutilating oh the my corpse, God. severing the head, drinking the blood, and dumping it at an empty lot near a church. This
0: is all fucking downtown, too. That's crazy. I can, like, picture all these buildings.
1: Yeah. <sighs> that's just, like, unfathomable. Yeah, Someone that's some that fucking terrible shit did all that stuff.
0: To it. Anything to a child,
1: a pregnant woman. Yeah. And two children. He
0: attacked a lot of people. He just seems like a little bitch.
1: The only silver lining in this is that his spree was not very long. He was very stupid.
0: Yeah, he's a dumb fucking idiot And he definitely
1: left... Basically, he could have just left his business card at the crime scenes because that's basically what he fucking did.
0: Yeah, or picture of himself and this is my address.
1: This is what I did,
0: Left his license.
1: He was very sloppy in his killings. When the police searched Chase's apartment, they found victims' wallets, The entire interior seemed to be caked in blood, various pieces of bone, organs, and body parts in the kitchen. His blender was clogged up with blood and chopped up entrails. Also, they found dog collars and a calendar with the dates and the murders marked.
0: He's very cautious. He's like, what day did I fucking do that? Oh, yeah. Let me refer to my calendar.
1: Dear Diary.
0: Dear Diary. Today, I was a little bitch.
1: His trial, began, his trial began on January 2nd, 1979, and it lasted five months. Death penalty was rejected by defense attorneys on grounds that he was not guilty by reason of insanity. But he did end up getting <laughs> the death penalty. Death by gas chamber.
0: Yeah, and that was like the last year that they allowed it there.
1: Good. At this point, he showed no remorse. He would tell other prisoners about his murders and blood drinking. This apparently frightened fellow prisoners, according to officials. They tried to persuade him (laughs) to commit suicide.
0: I'd be that guy.
1: And they got their wish because that's exactly what he did. He overdosed on the stockpile of drugs he was keeping, antidepressants. He was found dead in his cell, The day after Christmas in
0: 1980. Good. He's just in his cell. The people next to him are like, "Hey, man,
1: what are you doing?" I feel like, I feel like probably. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. It's all right. What were they saying?
0: It's (laughs) all right. You fucking. I had a good one. Just.
1: Well, that's payback (laughs) for my garlic joke that you didn't Uh, let me finish. Okay.
0: All right. Fair enough.
1: Um. (laughs) No. I'm sorry, but I was saying like. I don't feel like okay, because if you Google what this guy looks like, he looks like he weighs like a buck twenty, soaking wet. Like, he does not look intimidating at all. Yeah. But I can understand maybe like inmates being creeped out because they know this guy like ate babies. Just a fucking
0: strange person.
1: Yeah. So, I I mean I don't feel like they were scared of him. They were probably just like ew.
0: (laughs) If you had like a what are those things? (laughs) What are those? Fuck. Where people bring their crock pots to work and everybody has what uh, are those potluck? called? all right they have a company potluck and he's the guy that would bring like he looks like the guy that would bring the crystal meth cupcakes to <laughs> the company potluck
1: <laughs> exactly <laughs> That's so spot on he's
0: like hey you guys want some <laughs> hey don't tell nobody but there's crystal meth in there <laughs> I, why the fuck w- we're at work asshole uh we're trash men
1: yeah, just Google what he looks like He's, that's pretty spot on.
0: But I remember what I was saying, if you before we go, you're talking about the people I was talking about the the prisoners next to him. Uh, hey man. Hey man, what are you doing? Oh man, I'm I'm just thinking about no 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 wait, wait. Hey, you wanna do me a favor? What what do you need? Hey, just kill yourself. <laughs> do me a favor and just kill yourself real quick. <laughs> I got all these antidepressants I saved. Kill yourself.
1: I did the footwork for you.
0: I did all these. I saved all these up. I stuck them in my butt. They didn't even check. Ew. There's 40 in it. <laughs> Those are horse pills. Yeah. Well, it was. <laughs> it was hard for me too. But
1: just kill yourself. I think we hit our butthole quota for our episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is borderline Rick and Morty buttholeness. So. Good.
1: Supposedly, because of these terrible things that he did he left his imprint on earth because they're haunted Mm -hmm. a few sources have said the victims of the sacramento vampire are haunted new residents of the victims homes say they are haunted by reenactments of the murders occurring over and over
0: that's fucked up
1: that's terrible but that's what residual energy is it's Uh, something so terrible that it caused a permanent imprint imprint on these places yeah that's terrible. There's one story that takes place in the apartment complex that the Sacramento vampire lived. Um, I'm unsure if, if it was actually his apartment or it's just the complex. So mm-hmm. uh, these encounters were reported by a man named Craig.
0: Hey, Craig, mm-hmm. thanks for your stories.
1: He reported on the site at Your Ghost Stories. He moved into the complex in 2001. The small bedroom in the apartment complex had a negative feeling in it. He claimed in in the bedroom he would have terrible nightmares that feel real and sleep paralysis. He also reported feeling something staring at him from the shadows of his room. This caused him to barely get any sleep. Because of this, he started sleeping in the living room where he managed to actually get some sleep.
0: That's actually a good go-to.
1: Just
0: turn all the shit on so there's no shadows at all just (laughs) very bright watching television you're watching a happy show yeah good idea
1: put on like bob's burgers i feel like nothing bad could happen to you if you're watching bob's burgers that's true um the bar in the pull out bed began to hurt the back of his began to hurt his back so he moved back into his room and began going back and forth he only experienced night terrors in the bedroom that's scary (laughs) Because I feel like that in this house. <laughs> really? Sometimes. Like, I constantly wake up. Like, at other apartments we lived at, I feel like me and Christian slept in the dark with no problem. But sometimes here, like, it's, I just get an uneasy feeling.
0: It's just space. It's That's what's different.
1: Space, but
0: when you have a smaller area, like when we lived in an apartment as opposed to a house, you, have, you feel like you have greater control over the actual area because the space.
1: That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah
0: you can you can make it to each room and it's quick search but here you got it we got to go through that one and check that one and i have no problem doing so but
1: okay um the witness explained what happened next oh this is another story okay so this is uh in his words okay um oh this is a continuous thing i guess then towards the end of my six month stay in the apartment, I experienced two extremely frightening and weird things in that bedroom. The first I was dreaming about sitting with my parents at their home. It was sunny outside and suddenly things went dark and then it was as if some, something came crashing into their house and the roof crashed down on me. At this point in the dream, I awoke screaming and then quickly noticed that I felt like I had been punched in the nose pretty hard. Jeez. in fact i was bleeding slightly from my nose i moved back to the couch this night for sure the second incident i awoke in the bedroom lying on my side as i went to move and roll on my back i instantly felt as if someone was lying behind me in bed with their arms wrapped around my torso painting my arms to the side and squeezing tight oh hell no this force it's like
0: the wor- just because they have your back.
1: Exactly. You don't know. Imagine what's holding on to you. Ooh, no thanks. So you, you gotta go Super Saiyan. No thanks. <laughs> this force pushed me back, pushed me back onto my side, and would not let me move. I lay there, not totally sure if I was awake or asleep and dreaming. That's the worst feeling. But eventually, I was able to move again after an unknown amount of time. Obviously, when my lease was up, I moved out. Since I moved out, I still continue to get the occasional nightmare now and then, but nothing as intense as I experienced there. And also, have not had any episodes of sleep paralysis since. That's fucked up. I don't know what apartments these are, though, so if you're in Sacramento, you might want to look that up. Yeah, I bet
0: they, they gentrified them already. Parents. Unless it's like those Indian burial ground types. They should be okay. They've knocked all those fucking building downs two times since then.
1: If you're experiencing something like that, too, you have to voice to yourself. You have to tell it, get the fuck out of my house. Yeah, I say I want to go to sleep. I don't have time for you. You need to leave.
0: For real. It works.
1: You might feel stupid, but I can't tell you. Like, Actually, I can't tell you because it hasn't been that many times. <laughs> but you instantly I've feel relieved. It. You feel relieved after you speak up like that. You yeah. can't let something like that. Mess with you,
0: very true. It's uh, I've done that before, it's not weird. And if you feel stupid yelling in your own house by yourself, that's fucking lame. I talk to myself all the time.
1: If you have a dog, you talk to yourself all the time, I guarantee it. Yeah, for real, we legit have conversations (laughs) with our dogs.
0: It's not weird because my dog understands me. I don't know about your guys' dogs, yeah, ours understands. They
1: respond. Um,
0: Loki's a little human in a doggy's body,
1: yeah, he basically is. All right, so that's all I have for the Sacramento Vampire.
0: That was a good one. I could picture where all these apartments are, so that's what makes it kind of even crazier for me.
1: A little more real. Yeah. Uh, My sources were MysteriousUniverse.com, TheDailyBeast.com, and then I watched some YouTube videos.
0: It was a good one. I like anything close to home because then you can see how fucked up everything was over there. Calm suburbia, psych that well, shit was fucking crazy
1: <laughs> yeah um, alright I think that's it we can wrap it up
0: yeah we'll go ahead and wrap it up thank you guys for listening go ahead and check out our new website it is com. the easiest way to get in touch with us is through the email and it is just info at com. and as
1: always please like share and subscribe that's the best thing you can do for us is to share us with your friends and for family sure. if you like what you hear
0: just talk. Uh, don't forget about your uh, social media. We uh we have our Facebook, Something Is Right Podcast, at um, Something Is Right Podcast for both Facebook and Instagram. If you guys give us a follow on there, we post some cool shit on there too.
1: Also, reach out to us if you have anything you want to share stories, personal experiences, whether it's something paranormal, true crime, or just something weird that has happened to you.
0: We'd like to hear about it and We're maybe. Open to yeah. anything. Hopefully, with our big old. Uh, <laughs> Research brains, we can give you an idea on what it sounds like that we've read. That would be something that would help both of us, yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, you are told like we're the least judgmental people, so send us over anything.
0: Yeah, don't send us like weird pee, like yeah, whatever. All right.
1: I just said we're not judgmental, <laughs> like well, I'm not judgmental. I was
0: saying I like uh, like the people that take that to the extreme and they're just sending us weird gifts and it's just like. Whatever. (laughs) All right. Thank you again for listening. Um, We hope you have a good rest of your day and hope you enjoyed the show.